Hey, listen, I, I look at our numbers on Podbean. I, we, we, nobody's listening. Okay. It's mostly you, Jimmy. <laughs> I, 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 I listen every week. I'm not going to lie. I do. No, we got we got some random hits. We got some like California. I got a cousin up in Vermont. I think he listens every once in a while because I'll see Vermont on there. Mm-hmm. So, well, I know my brother listens. He nice. down South Carolina. It's nice. nice. Oh, oh well, yeah. I think I've seen Carolina in there. From time yep, to yep. Time. No, he listens. He and he, when I talk to him, he's like, he's like, oh, I love your podcast. I hate that guy Jimmy though. He's kind of a douche. Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say, yeah, he's like, oh, although that guy, like, Jimmy, he just sounds like an asshole. I am. I, I am. Anybody <laughs> likes Bobrovsky. <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy who looks like, like that guy. The guy who looks like a WWE wrestler right now. Who, Bobrovsky, does he? No, me, with the freaking handlebar mustache oh. going on right here. Yeah, you got a little Hulk Hogan going for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shaving it off tonight. I got my drill uh, tomorrow. Jimmy, you look like you're either driving an ice cream truck or a painter's van. Probably a painter's van. (laughs) 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 Dave's Dave's like, stay away from my kids. I don't know, Jimmy. It is summertime. Maybe it's time to move to the ice cream truck. (laughs) (laughs) Headphones on. You look like you should be a pit chief, a crew chief of fucking NASCAR. You just need the the microphone over here. <laughs> a little bit too late for Jeff Gordon there, buddy. <laughs> I look like an offensive line coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Pat's are gonna suck this year, by the way. And uh, five, four. No, as you can, you can respond. No, I, 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 I have them. Uh, I have them at uh, ten, ten and seven. Ten and seven. That's not any improvement to me. That sucks. Well, I mean, they have no offensive coordinator, so. No, Bel- it's Belichick's gonna call the plays. Matt Patricia and uh, fucking Joe Dudge, or uh, Joe Fudge. Oh my he- god, Matt Patricia, that that fat fuck. I can't stand looking at him, dude. Jesus hey, listen, Christ. actually, that I just I just came up with a good idea. Stop calling him Matt, uh, Joe Fudge, and then Matt Patricia will lead him, and he can stay away from Mac Jones. <laughs> Yo, you just you just look at the sidelines of this Matt Patricia like going ham on Joe Judge like <laughs> They said he was fudge. <laughs> oh, they told me he was fudge and filled with meatballs. <laughs> Respect the process. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Belichick's over there like Yeah, you know, I can see that. Um yeah. Good execution. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him dunk him in the marinara sauce and uh, <clears throat> uh, great, great execution. Yeah, I mean there was uh, there was some great bites taken out of him. Um, we like to replicate that next game. has got to be exploding. Either that or he's just gone. He had some good reps in there. He really curled him up from the sauce to his mouth and back again and again. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like Matt Patricia is having a hot dog eating contest with Phil Phil Kessel on the fucking sidelines. It's ridiculous. Oh. Even the Oscar Wiener Mobile just on the sidelines, going like, Whoa. dude, I would have taken fucking Phil Kessel back for a playoff run. I would, I would have too. You could have got him for fairly cheap, probably, considering yeah. that you don't have a first or second round draft pick this year or next year or no second next year. No second next year. And potentially the year after that? I feel it's like the next two no second rounds and at least no first round this year. 
Yeah, and we're not even picking until the fourth uh, fourth round this year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I mean, how's your farm system? You better you better hit on these two kids that they're talking about, Lysel and um, not PJ. Who's the other one? Uh, Fabian Lysel and Mason Lorray. Lorray, yeah. Who, who's so. the, who's the guy they signed to Providence like three quarters way through the year? Which one? The guy. There was a bunch. Of, there was a bunch of car deal guys that they signed. The guy. The guy from uh, the guy from you? Russia, who actually looks pretty good. He's a, uh, he's a center. Know. Is he a defenseman? No, he's a center. Yeah, let me, let me look. I'll pull it up real quick. You guys can get started. I'll pull it up real quick. Now you got me thinking, Jimmy. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Uh, I don't remember who, honestly. Um, there's been so many, like, Providence Bruins. low key signings lately. Nope, that's memory. Um, they just, was it Beecher they just signed to the AHL? Yeah. And he, I mean, he's, what, projected to be a. Th- he was a second round pick, but he's projected to be a third. Here, here he is. It's uh, Gorgie or Georgie Merkelov. Merkelov. Yeah. He oh yeah. Had such luck with Russia. Is uh, he played eight games, one goal, five assists. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a center. Uh, but he had in his last four games, I th- uh, wait now on. I oh, know his first four games he had. Uh, two goals, two assists. I don't know. He he, look, he looks okay. He's uh, he's born in two thousand. So what what is that? He's making twenty three ish. No, no, he's twenty. He's born in two thousand and it's twenty twenty two. I don't think that makes him twenty three. You're right. He's he's twenty one right now. <laughs> his, his birthday's in October, so he's in, he's twenty one. Yes, well, all I have to say is that top top two young sentiment. Uh, uh, you can't just like you know sign him and be like, oh yeah, oh here we go. Like so, it's is what's his ceiling really? I mean, I mean he's a problem player, fourth line guy. I mean, come I, on. I was looking at his, uh, his uh, Russian numbers, and they're actually not bad. His KHL numbers. Let me see. Oh, that's wonderful. How's that help us in the AHL? I mean, it doesn't. But I mean, um... uh, Kenny Augustino, light uh, lit it. Up and the oh, no, sorry. He gets to the I'm sorry. He's no, a... he played for uh, he played for Ohio State actually. Oh, because that's an improvement. Yeah, I'm trying, let me see his stats. I would almost rather him be from uh from the KHL. He he, <laughs> he played he played uh he played uh 36 games, 20 goals, uh 14 assists, three power play goals, no shorthanded. But just as he's forward, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I heard he was a center. But that's okay. Well, and see, and, and that's my whole thing with uh, Loray and Lysel. Neither of them are centers, and you desperately need a center. And quite honestly, you're going to need a top top line left wing. Well, I mean, they they drafted that Beecher kid. He was, you know, in their eyes, I'm sure he was higher than a third line center. But nobody else seems to think that. They drafted Trent Frederick in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and John Beecher, quite honestly, has had a very lackluster collegiate career. So I, I, I don't. I, I, and Trent Frederick had what two or three benchings during the playoffs. <laughs> this is uh, I'm his Ohio State page. It's personal. He chose number ten at Ohio State because it goes with his birthday. <laughs> oh my um, God, he's a fucking Bjork. 
He he's a zip ahead. He York for Christ's sake. He's a good He enjoys disc golf, ping pong, and tennis. He started playing hockey at age two. Graduated from school number one forty two in twenty seventeen. Out of, out of 127 kids. I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, see, this is what we're supposed to get excited about. Oh my gosh. All, right, like, all I know is that Bruins Twitter was really buzzing when they uh when they when they signed him. Yeah, and they've been buzzing about fucking Studnicka for twelve years yeah, now. This, can I can I can we all say this guy sucks now? I know I've been saying it for the last two years. Can we all be, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I, yeah. I, that's that one I'll I'll stick it I'll pick it and stick it on that one. I'll even make you like if you're gonna keep Frederick around, he's gotta be your goon. Like, what else is he giving you? Who, Frederick? Yeah. Bad pe- bad penalties at wrong times. Right. So if he's gonna be that, if you're gonna keep him on the NHL roster, then roster, then he's your goon, and he's only there to be a goon. And you don't have you. It's you don't um you don't need goons. We're gonna throw the opening on, and we're gonna go from there. We're not even gonna introduce ourselves. <laughs> wow, these guys really suck more than normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. Just fucking rambling. Hey, we're in the off season now, boys. <laughs> Question to you, Justin. Shoot it, Jimmy. No, no, no. We asked the question ready. Yeah, to answer it. Oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh you, you know, you know, we haven't started yet, right, bud? Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, I, I know we have, but uh, I want because <laughs> as soon as you leave, Dave's like, I don't think he realized that we we didn't start yet. By the way, before we start, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know where you want me to go with that, Dan. If you want to be more specific, it's obviously frustrating. You felt we were a better team. All right, should we officially start the show, or should I just try and piece some shit together? Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Just thinking about it, I just want to, just, you know, just spoke beef, you turn it sideways, looks like it was. But anyway, it's like, I just can't, I can't stand this team and this franchise right now. Mr. Ventola, how do you plead? I've been pleading for four years. Can you, someone please fire this yeah, dude? Yeah, okay, please <laughs> fire this dude. I'm going out here now. That, that, that's all he, this is about. <laughs> the real criminal is John Sweeney. Where is he? I think uh, Sweeney made a major mistake so far with the goaltending. So, yeah, not looking great. I'm like, you're picking for a pool of all these stud players. How can you fuck that up? This is the we decided this is the off season show. So wherever Jimmy's recording, <laughs> we're just gonna put the beginning there, and that's what that's professionalism is out the window. Stuff. Sounds good. That's right. Welcome to the Boston Bee Party, David Rodriguez. Can you say, Jay, Justin Ventola? What's going on, guys? What's up, man? <laughs> You're in the thick of it. Halfway through the show, we'll introduce ourselves. How's that, oh guys? yeah. Sounds you like click. a great plan to me, Dave. Hey, listen, they quit calling the show, they knew who they were listening to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're, we're starting off talking about Gorgie Merkulov from Ohio State. I actually, I thought we talked, we started off talking about Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady! We, we did talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> She's like, who's Arians like his bitch? <laughs> I'm, I'm over here looking like Bruce Arians Jr. over here. Yeah. Hey Tom, you want to take a belly button shot? Wait, oh, God. wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Justin, you lost us on that. One. Yeah, that... <laughs> that was uh, that, that was Bruce Arians after their uh, Super Bowl win. Did, did he give? Oh, wait, you can take a shot on my belly button. Did now. he give out a lot of those? That's why he was so drunk on the boat. 
<laughs> I don't know if this is true or not. No, it's not true at all. Okay. I was like, I'm like, this is this is just crazy enough to be true. Yeah. It could be though. If you don't know to be true, you don't know that it's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Boston Bee Party spread lies since 2018. <laughs> Thanks, CSP. Are they? I've only learned I've only learned the best from loud Lupita's. Hey, she didn't like our, she didn't like our Boston accents. Oh, she fucking hated me. She wanted. She didn't even put me on the mailing list. <laughs> Wait, no, she didn't. <laughs> she emails everybody in the class but me and invites them to the studio. That's right. And she... then when you guys, when you guys say something to her, she's like, "Oh yeah." Anyway. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, I um, I made a same. Uh, so Justin, I made that's this. The ghost was born. Yeah. So oh yeah, that's right. The ghost of Dave. So, so Dave would ask a question And she wouldn't even acknowledge him in the back of the class And the, the, the thing was He wasn't even in the back of the class He was like sitting like what You sat right behind me So like you sat like the, He sat in like the middle row And uh, uh-huh. he would ask a question And she wouldn't even stop talking She would just talk over him And then I, then I or Dom would ask it, say the same question And she'd be like Oh okay yeah the answer's this And just keep going yeah. It was fucked, man. <laughs> the ghost of Dave, oh. that's right. Geez, Dave, what did you do to piss her off? He had a Boston accent. I, I did a bo- better Boston accent than anybody can. What did, <laughs> wow. what, what did, what did Dom say to her? You oh like a bitch. God, she could have been pissed at him, not me. <laughs> yeah. What do you, you call her, a bitch or something like that to her face? I think he just basically told her she sucked to her face. <laughs> that's right, he did. <laughs> Uh, Whether he meant to or not, like no, was, he did. <laughs> uh, man, I was actually talking to him like uh, uh, like a couple months ago. We were just guys. Oh yeah, we were trying, he's doing? Uh, I think he's doing better now. I know his both his. <laughs> I, I'm gonna come back to that because I shouldn't be laughing <laughs> when we talk about this part. Um, both his parents um had a stroke within like a week of each other. Right. I, yeah. That was like when we were sat in all this, and we got to see if he wanted. Yeah, it. he uh, he's doing better. I mean, he didn't really. Get in any? I don't think anybody from that school really got into anything. No, I mean, I, I, really. I, I think our um, Tyler's gotten the closest to it because he's he's kept up with Lollapetus. Yeah. Um, Hashtag ghost. I think I I think the, I think the only person. Oh no, who knows? Maybe maybe Stu and uh, that other kid, that weird kid, um, Zach, started their own podcast. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I think even Stu know that kid was fucked. Did, did, Nothing up in the day of the final, the radio final, the kid's punching the walls in the hallway. That's right, he is. Oh, my God. It's because they didn't listen to the fucking assignment. None of them. They had four oh, people that, in their group, and none of them knew what they were supposed to do. That's right, because they had Connor. T- oh, so, Justin, uh, so we're, we're basically on graduation. <laughs> we're, on, we're on graduation day. <laughs> We're in the studio and the like. We're all downloading our like our final projects off whatever it is. And this kid Connor, mind you, he was like in the back of the classroom sleeping for like ninety five percent of this. And oh he got Don Upton slapped him in the middle of class right on his thigh because yeah. he fought, fell asleep in class. Yeah, he kept falling asleep, like, every day. Like his parents were paying for the class, he didn't want to be there, and we all knew it. Like we're like, don't pair up with this kid because he doesn't care. Um, and so we're all downloading our stuff, and he goes, "Hey guys, you know." 
I just want to, you know, I, I never really wanted to do this. Like, I, I I was forced to come here. I never really wanted to, you know, even be here. And without no, missing, Jimmy, he he legitimately went. I did not try at all. That's right. He's like, I didn't. <laughs> and without skipping a beat, I was like, really? He's like, oh, I fooled Me you. And Jimmy almost simultaneously were like. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, dude. I'm like really? He's like, what? I'm like, no, no shit, man. Oh yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, oh god, it was, it was ridiculous. This kid was, oh god. Oh my god. And then everybody else in the class went out for lunch except for Connor and Zach. I think, I think about Zach once and a Tyler, month. Tyler went home on point. Tyler had to go. His, his ride was there. But. I, uh, I, I think about uh, Zach once a month because I actually drive through Mattapoiset. I'm away to the freaking cave, and I'm like, damn, he drove from this fucking whole bunk town all the way up to Newton every fucking day. Oh, God, he was God. a he was a weird kid. Oh, and Connor Connor made sure to tell you every day that he drove an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> he didn't even drive. <laughs> he didn't even drive. He had his own driving there. Who Connor? Yeah, his parents. No his parents went drive and pick him up every day. Oh, they legitimately forced him to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still pissed about Dan though. Like we we had a good thing going with our podcast. Uh, I like Dan. I don't think I, I don't know. There was times I got vibes where I didn't think Dan really liked me, but I still like Dan. Dan was Dan Dan was an acquired taste for sure. Um, yeah, I like this. I like his pretty dry sense of humor. That's uh, like enough about that. That dude's got a voice for radio. I mean, honestly, like I kind of hit my whack. Like, I got lucky with me and him in the finals. I got lucky. Oh yeah. I mean, well, they knew you guys worked well together. We did. They're not stupid. No. They tried to put. They. They. Unfortunately for Tyler, he got lumped with the shit. Dude, was Tyler in that? Was Tyler in that one? No, no, no. Tyler, Tyler was with you Tyler and Dom. With, with Zach and Connor. Oh, so who was with you? You had you had Dom and. I had Dom and Rob. Oh, that's right. I Rob was a good guy. I liked Rob. He was quiet. Rob was, Rob, Rob was way more into the producing side, though. Yep, which was fine. Yeah, no, uh, hey man, he was um, good at it. I, I I prefer the the producing side than the talking side, but I like talking hockey with you guys, so I keep doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I like both. Yeah. I, I was basically anyway. I was I was the producer for um me and Dan's, um and he was more he was more the 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 lead, and I basically I would show up an hour hour and a half before our show would start, and I'd start uploading stuff and cutting our stuff together, and then we'd go and. And I'd say about half an hour late, and uh, you know, edit it down, and shit like that. So yeah, Dan, Dan could walk. Dan could walk in and be ready to go. All right, he was he was good. He was. I mean, Dan, Dan literally sounded like he he could get a job in like you know Chicago and be fit perfectly in. He really should. Like he really should have had a better shot. I think he did. He really fail. Fail. Or was he busting people's balls? He didn't really fail. No. Okay. No, no. He. I, th- I thought he was like saying that he failed. Well, somebody said that they failed. I yeah, thought someone did fail though. It's probably yeah. gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no. they, they, he still paid the same money as everybody else. Yeah. So the thing <laughs> was, still graduate. <laughs> Dan, Dan fucking went insane though. Like with COVID, he fucking yeah. Like every now and then, I see him like retweet something on Twitter, but I have no idea where the hell he is. I stopped, yeah. I stopped by his place in Stoneham to check because he wouldn't return my tax, and like I knew that you know he was kind of nervous about it, so I just kind of stopped by his place. I went by his place and the door was fucking open. All the stuff was moved out of his fucking place. He was gone. Really? Yeah, and I have not heard from him since. Ah, oh, that's too bad. I mean, he, he got spooked somehow. I don't know where the hell he is. I don't know no, what I he's doing. The beginning of this whole thing was scary, but like, I mean, was was he living alone? Was he living with his girl? He was with his girl, and then I know he went to Greenwich, Connecticut, 
down by the shore and we were doing we were doing Zoom podcasts at first. Yeah. We, we did about five of those and then I reached out to him. Last time I heard from him, I was in West Virginia and I was trying to do the um it was like week one of you know, two years ago with the Cam Newton year. Yeah. And I was like, Hey man, I'm trying to get the pod going. You down? And he goes, Nah man, I just can't do it. I can't I can't handle it right now. I'm not mentally in the right spot. And I'm like, Okay. So then I did I did a guest episode with my one of my buddies and then I um reached out to him next week. I'm like, Hey man, you feeling up to it this week? He goes, No, I don't think you understand. I don't want to do it at all anymore. I'm like, Oh, okay. And so I did one by myself and I was like, I'm not I'm not fucking doing this by myself. I'm like, I'm done I'm done. I think I yeah. called, I think I called you guys in because I was, I was right with the bubble happened with the NHL. I kept yeah. it going, and then we did the bubble, and then I kind of hopped on with you guys. Yeah. No. Hey, listen. I I think I I like Tyler. I think the show's definitely been a little bit better since you guys have joined. You know, um, definitely makes it more interesting, especially when you get Justin going on the 2015 draft. Oh God! Don't get him going again. <laughs> I know you're eating over there, Justin. You've been a little quiet, but <laughs> we're reminiscing about. No, don't mind me. I've been enjoying listening. It's, Let it's, me it's, tell you, it's, it's not. It's nice. Don't get. Don't get him going again. Don't get him revved up. Yeah. <laughs> what about the two fans south of? Oh, uh, here we go. There, Jimmy. Uh... <laughs> oh, so me and Dave's first. Me and Dave's first. <laughs> first interaction together was really funny, actually. I, I still feel very strongly about this, by the way. Which one? The ketchup and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel very strongly about it. And, and the funny thing is, I also do, I also don't like ketchup on my eggs. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I, I I'm a contrarian, so when you're like, no one ever does, I'm like, well, some people do. No, it's wrong. It's wrong. You don't do that. That was the first interaction <laughs> yeah. I had, it, and then I said, a lot of people that do it and they're wrong. It's my, and then, it's my take. <laughs> and then I think about ten minutes later, I was like, yeah, you know, the you know what, what's your intro, like what's your you know background? I'm like it's probably sports. Um, I went to every single um, you know, Stanley Cup uh, game for the Bruins this year. Like, I went to every single home game for the whole playoff run. Um, and then Tuukka Rask blew it. And you're like, no, he did not. It was Brad Marchand. I'm like, your goalie needs to make the save there. And then, yeah, that was the whole start of that. Hey, listen, what, Brad Marchand was one of your stars at that point, and he sets the tone. And the tone was, I'm just gonna do a little lollygagging here on the way back. Bye. So, no, sorry, it wasn't just Rask. And people blaming just Rask was my issue. Yeah, I still blame just Rask. Yeah, I know. That's all right. We're still friends. This is America, and we are still entitled to our opinions. For, for now. now. <laughs> that, was, that, that was scary. That was scary. What's up? I don't say shitty opinions like Jimmy's. Oh, ha, ha, ha. You're not entitled to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, still, he's still entitled to them. <laughs> oh god all right seriously uh bruins related because nobody really heard it last week we uh we came up with the uh, party foul of the year award going to the uh our opinion worst signing slash player of the year and uh we chose nick felino congratulations nick <laughs> the first ever recipient of the boston v party party foul of the year which i did tweet on on twitter uh, Justin, you wanted to go off a little bit on uh, Mr. Jack Edwards. You kind of done done with his shtick. Oh my God! I don't know how anyone could, you know. So I'm really happy, right, that they offered the game on ESPN and Nesson because therefore that gave me the option to not watch Jack Edwards freaking try to shove it down all of our throats. About the unfairness of the Reds and like the, you know, and if 
anyone, all right, who like like watched and listened to Jack Edwards in what was it, game two, when Sveshnikov, clean hit, clean hit, you know, I mean, like buries Lindholm, absolutely buried Lindholm, and all you hear is Jack Edwards. Oh, stand about Dell. Like that should be like the Jets show. I oh, left his skates. It was clear intent. Everything else like that. It's almost just like, is this dude on LSD? Like straight up, is he getting paid up the ass by Jacobs to just spew this vomit? All right, I, it almost makes me want to root against the Bruins listening to him because he's just so. I, I don't even know if he knows any other player on any other team. All right, and the most good he'll say about any other player it's like yeah you know he's um uh, he can be dangerous i'm just so sick and tired of his just he doesn't know the game he doesn't understand the game he he, he like you know don don he could put all freaking two-year-old kids out there with with skates he'd be like oh the bruins going all the way to the cup let's go baby let's go and it's just like jack edwards you are a dumb ass and i feel so bad for andy brickley and i just can't i can't and granted brickley has his moments too but jack edwards speaking of people who need to be fired who aren't like a part of like the organization get the hell out of here jack edwards you are just insufferable moron and you are just i just want to slap that dude in the face and he needs to like go chew butter or something like that i can't stand that guy and again Thank God we had the option of watching ESPN, the game on ESPN, because I switched to that because that guy is a clown. He's he's just has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And every single year, and he always comes up too with these goddamn. And again, example here, but he's. I wish I could record all of the stupid things he said. Man, it's like climbing Mount Everest with the Bruins. Like it's just like, dude, what does climbing a mountain and hockey have anything to do with each other? Like, stop with these goddamn nonsense analogies. I hate They're that gross. guy so much. They're I hate gross. that guy so much. You are like, oh my gosh, someone needs to beat him up, please. Yeah, not a huge Jack Edwards fan, um, but I put up with him because I like Brickley. Uh, the the amount of times I think I can I disagree with Brickley on average during a season is probably I could count on one hand. Um, because I think Brickley's really good at what he does. And, and you're right. I do feel bad for him that he has to put up with Jack Edwards because Jack Edwards was A, a homer, but B, very reactionary. <clears throat> and I get that, you you know, being the hometown guy, you're supposed to have that passion and enthusiasm for the team. But he takes it way too far. I remember years ago that he went off on this fucking tangent about how uh, it was something to do with the res- Revolutionary War, and he tied in the Montreal Canadiens on their last broadcast of the season. A bunch of ragtag farmers. Like, One year uh, went. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember. It was in twenty. It was in twenty eleven. Gotta go, <laughs> but he's still here. And I, I mean, I, I want Karen Tappen back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, it like it, it Dave Arthur, and I, I, as you were just talking, I, another moment during this like playoff series, like when the Bruins should have gotten called. For too many men on the ice because there was clearly too many men on the ice. Right? And Jackowitz, nothing. Nothing nope. for Jackowitz. But then all of a sudden, like, the refs blow the whistle when the Bruins have a rush. He's like, oh my God, how could they do that? Like, it's oh! <laughs> like, shut up, dude. Oh my God. Like, just, he's just so insufferable and I can't stand him. 
Okay, so just to play devil's advocate, I haven't watched a game on NASA in almost two years now. No, you? Yeah, I know, right? I haven't watched a game on Nesson in about two years because YouTube TV all of a sudden decided not to uh, re-sign Nesson, so I can't really watch it here. Even though I live in New England, I'm not paying for a cable provider. Just not happening. Uh, just watch the Bruins. I'm sorry. As much as I love the team, I'll watch the highlights, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, In saying that, so I'm, I have not really listened to a lot of Jack in a while. He does what the modern-day home team color commentator is supposed to do. Is he great? No, but he does know the game very well. He does do a good job for the average fan. I, I know a lot yeah, of... We all agree with you that right there, Jimmy, too. I disagree with Justin when he said um, that Jack doesn't know... No, no. He, no Jack, Jack is very well-versed. The, the difference between the normal hometown color commentator, they're not normally from the area. Jack Edwards is from New Hampshire, so he's actually from the area. He grew up a diehard Bruins fan, and the Bruins in the '90s were not good. I mean, they oh, weren't. So, so finally, since he's taken over, they have a good team. You used to have Dale Arnold, who's way worse than Jack. I'm sorry, Dale Arnold is. I like, I, I'm sorry, I like Dale. Okay, I, I don't. I think Dale Dale that's Arnold fine. sucks at this job. No worries. But um, so that's who I could you could get. I mean, is there better ones? Yeah, they had one on the radio broadcast, and Dave Goshu now does a an amazing job for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think he is the yeah. best color commentator for hockey there is uh, in the game now. It was Doc Emmerich, and even Doc Emmerich kind of was overrated, I think. I, Doc Emmerich was, was good. At the end. Yeah. Um, but Dave Gosher right now is the best color commentator, just like for the MLB. The Red Sox had the best one, and Don Orsello, they let him walk. It, I, I don't want to pile on him because he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. You're supposed to get in the average fan at the bar who's from New England, who's, you know, Justin, we watch many games at Funkies together. Tell me not how all those all those fans are exactly like Jack Edwards. Like, oh my God, this is boy. Besides, me, like me, Justin, and like our friend Jerry, who's sitting there, who's like, no man, that's not a penalty. But they're all they're all like that. They're all like, that's bullshit. They yell at the TV just like Jack is. So he embraces the everyday modern, uh, pink hat fan, and that's what he's supposed to do. Is he should he be color uh the color guy? No, I want a little bit more objectiveness, but he's very reactional, and that's what he has paid a lot of money for. And he does good sound bites when it comes to the highlights, and that's. I mean, I I like a little more. The, I like the radio call uh, now with um, Judd Surratt and Bob Beers. I think they do a phenomenal job there. That's why. That's what I normally listen to, honestly, because down here, if I can't watch the game, I try to listen to it on the radio. So that's why when we talk about the games, I don't necessarily. I've actually seen a goal, but I've listened to the play, so it's a little different. And so I might not get the same uh, reaction you guys do because I'm listening to the call. So, but again, I think that he does an okay job. I, I think there are much better ones, but I believe there are much worse. You could have Phil, Phil Esposito for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who's falling asleep on the air, and I'd much rather. And I and I, and I, I I'd, I'd, mu- I'd much rather have Jack Edwards than that. That's the problem. Is Jack Edwards is too fucking wound up to fucking fall asleep. I feel like he. Does, I feel like he, I feel like he does a line of cocaine before each period. Is that what we simply is about when I when you hear my name like oh the Bruins oh, they score now <laughs> score when you hear Brick go yeah okay Jack <laughs> oh, and, 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 well listen the only thing to, things I add is like listen just because Jack Edwards can tell you what's going on, on the ice like like in other words tell you what he's looking at 
doesn't mean he knows the game. No, but he so does. My, no, it doesn't. Like, I, I can sit here. He doesn't. Jimmy, I can now. watch you do your job and say, oh, and Jimmy's like going to go get that. And he's uh, no, you no. Know, doing it. Doesn't, that doesn't mean I have any idea as to what you do for a living or no, anything else like that. Right. Like, no, no. But he does. You know, he does know. That's the game. wonderful that he can tell you what he's looking at. OK. But that being said, it's and I can job, see your bar point, Jimmy. Right. That's wonderful. Fans want to be like that. That's great. And I'm even fine with him getting excited when the Bruins score. Awesome. Great energy. I don't want to listen to you like uh, be that fan at the bar on a live broadcast. I'm sorry. And he needs to go. I, he get, get his ass out of here. Also, I am not a fan of um, – I like Bob Beers. But Judd Sherratt, also another guy who, you know, the Bruins could throw out Teletubbies on the ice and he'd be like, they're going to win a cup this year. So, so it's just like, you know, I, I so I, I, I like Judd Sherratt, but the thing is, I, I, I grew up listening to Dave Gosher there. And Dave Gosher, again, as I said before, is the best color commentator guy in the NHL. So, I mean, he's 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 landing in big shoes there. It's like Dave O'Brien following up Don Rosillo. It's just not fair to compare the two. I think, I think, no, I, so when Dave they, Gosher is awesome. Well, the, the, the backup for, uh, uh, the uh the backup for Judd Surratt is even worse, and I used to work with a guy, uh, Ryan Johnson, and he's awful. Ryan Johnson is awful. Uh, from the hockey yeah, he he's the backup guy. He and he's someone who knows the game in and out. He knows hockey like the back of his hand. But listening to him call a game is so dry. Yeah, I didn't hear him call a couple games. He, that he, he, called he, he did call a couple. I'm like, who the hell's on the air? This sucks. And then I'm like, oh, it's jo- <laughs> it's Johnston. That's why. He's a, he's a honest question. Ryan, do you think part of your, your problem with Sarat uh, is that um, you miss Gosher? Yes, hundred percent. Probably, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I do miss I, Gosher. I think yeah. so, I, he was awesome. He was friggin' phenomenal. I, I th- he I, was. That, Gosher was just a that, stud. So. I mean, I mean, I can tell you right now that the, when they won the cup in 2011 and they get the duck boats ready call, still gives me chills. I'm actually getting chills right now talking about it. And then the Bergeron call, the Bergeron, Ber- like that, that call might be one of the best calls that Boston's ever oh, had. Oh, well, oh, that that I was mean, electric. I mean, that, that's, oh my god, how you, you stole the ball? I was about to say the Havlicek stole the ball is pretty much Havlicek stole the ball is up there. Same thing with the Dave O'Brien when he play, when he uh, used to do it on WEEI with the David Ortiz when he when he hit the when he hit the uh, game yeah. tying Grand Slam in 2013. Like there are there are a few calls that really live iconic in the um, and it, none it, of them belong to Jack Edwards. <laughs> so I do I I, I, I do I do have Not one single bit. And no, he needs so to I, go. I, there there is one. It's a little you know close to my heart because I, I mean it was one of the first. I think it was the first Bruins playoff series I watched growing up, and that was against the Montreal Canadiens and uh, Claude's first year when Sturm scored that uh, goal in Game Six, where it, it, that game was back and forth. I think they ended up winning six to five or seven six, something like that. And Sturm scored the goal with like four minutes to go, and he go and he's like, "Scars, this building is vibrating." <laughs> to me, that's an iconic call. I mean, I, I mean, it literally, you could, you could literally see the the whole building shaking. Is that when they went up? To, is that when they went up to Montreal and lost in Game Seven? Yeah, they lost. You know, by like four goals. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not a good. I mean, it was it was it was it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the first like three or four postseasons he went to Game Sevens and couldn't win. Yeah, one was the one was the Carolina, one was the Washington. Yeah, it was it was like oh, uh, Washington was at home too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then that's when Boston really started Actually, to get the, the uh, that was when uh, Scotty Walker scored. Yeah, the villain. Cause he, he made someone bleed. It was it uh oh who the hell he 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 he, he made someone bleed bad in uh like game two, was it Dennis Seidenberg? No, Dennis Seidenberg wasn't there yet. I don't know. He made someone. Uh, it might have been Aaron Ward. He made bleed, 
And they, they basically, it was a high sticking or elbow, and he was like the villain all series, and he was the one who won it in overtime in Game Seven. Yeah. And like, of course, and, 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 and honestly, that's another Jack, another great Jack had a wrist call. Scotty Walker, the villain, ends it in overtime. I mean, honestly, I, I, I mean, there, there are some like they're not like iconic like the Bergeron, but those are all winning plays. That's the thing. He has a lot of iconic losing calls. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bruins are a bunch of losers, so I mean, we gotta get used to those around here. God, honestly, as long as Jack Edwards is uh is still the announcer on Nesson, the Bruins will not win another Stanley Cup. Call it. Nice. It's it's called so the, year they, the, the year they move on from. Justin's calling it now. Uh, yes, I believe that. That actually, that, you heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> he's he's a, he's, a, he's already jumping on a uh, already cursed name by the Toucher and Rich show on ninety eight five. They have the curse of Dale Arnold, and that's since he's been uh the intermissions guy, they have not won anything. <laughs> no, he... Wasn't, he, wasn't he he was one of the hosts of the post game in, in intermission uh, in 11 who Dale Arnold yeah no he was not it was Catherine Tappen um, yeah it was Catherine hey, Tappen hey quick it was quick Catherine Tappen and, and it was it, it was still it was, who oh Pierre McGuire got fired yeah I know but what like well what was the whole th- deal about that though because he sucks uh, because the owner died the owner died, so they're selling the team, or whoever took over for the owner doesn't like Pierre Maguire telling him what fucking high school all of his fucking players went to. This guy went to East <laughs> Junior College. He's like, I don't give a shit. How much money do I have to pay him? <laughs> Gorgie Merkalev graduated from school number 152 in 2017. Yeah. PS 1222. Oh, my God. So uh, I think we before we actually started recording, we were touching base uh, a little bit between us between Sweeney and Neely's press conferences. Uh, for for my money, uh, Neely was the bigger bus driver, trying to throw Cassidy under the bus. Beep beep. Uh, you know they're they're looking to sit down, hammer out a deal over the next two days. Which oh my god, seriously, if I have too many more seasons of Sweeney as the GM, I think I'm going to become a fucking comedians fan. Like, I wouldn't blame you. Not for nothing, but at least they've proven that they can bounce back after a shitty season. Dave, I gotta uh, be honest. It like it makes me so unexcited, right? Because usually during the off season, I personally I actually get pumped because I'm one of those people who get pumped off draft picks, off season moves. Too. You know what I mean? Like like so on and so forth, seeing what the team's gonna do to improve. And if he's coming back, now I'm just like, oh, Grace. Now what are we gonna have on the ice next year? What the mm-hmm. hell are we gonna look at? What kind of ass hat draft moves are you gonna choose? What how many ninth round draft picks are we gonna get for Jake DeBrusque? You know, and it's just I, I I'm just you know, Bruins quite honestly, like the fan base should be concerned and up in arms because again, they're they're essentially the Detroit Red Wings of the past ten years. Like and they're gonna be really Really bad, like like and I'm talking not even playoffs. Like I'm talking bottom of the league bad. In the next I feel years. like that's where they're heading if if uh, Sweeney stays at the helm for too much longer. Jimmy, you seem to disagree over there. What's up? I do disagree. So you and your mustache. What's up? So do I? <laughs> one more day of it. Um, do you? So do I think that Sweeney? Do I think that Sweeney is a good GM? No. Or no. I think he's a good GM. He's not great. He's not bad. This is so. I don't want him drafting anymore. You don't even know his own take, Justin. 
No, so <laughs> I write to seriously. He's like fumbling over his own words. He's like, "Oh God, I know he sucks, but I gotta stick no, with no, my take." No, 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 he oh, he's a, he's a, no, no. No, sorry, no, he doesn't suck. Anybody who gets to the Stanley Cup final, and I know, Justin, you said earlier before the show started that it was lucky. Okay, and then you hung up on us when I was trying to get to my point on this. Um, <laughs> There, there's, there's luck in almost every single championship run. Okay, the, the uh, Red Sox in 2004, they came back from an uh, 0-3 deficit to the New York Yankees. I mean, that that kind of stuff happens in a championship run. You get you get lucky. I mean, the Patriots, how many times have they had easy matchups in the in the uh, AFC title game because they just they got lucky on who be too. Is he a good drafter? He's an awful drafter. Get someone in there who can draft. Bill Belichick's awful drafter too. You got to get someone in there who knows how to draft. It's not Sweeney. I get that. Now, when it comes to the offseason, I'm hesitant because I know that Sweeney can make good trades. I know he can because he's done it at the deadline before. He brought in Lindholm, which is a good deal. He brought in uh, Hall. Don't he's he's a number two defenseman. You, no, 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 I, no, I wasn't. So, I, I, so, I don't know. I can't speak so, for Justin, Justin, but I, I, I gave you the nod. Yeah, ju- that, ju- that Justin, before, before, I, before you chime in, okay, you've been bitching all season how this team has no depth at defense, and they go out and get a, a solid number two defense in for the next eight years. Is well, he, he wasn't that solid oh, when he kept his head oh, down and got fucking right, his clock. Right. He, oh. is, is he a little soft? Yes, but he's a, he's a solid number two. He's better than Carlo, who we had for number two before. He's better than Carlo. He upgraded the team. The year before that, who did he get? Was he it Carlo, your boy? <clears throat> yes, I, I I admit it to you. Uh, before, well, we had technical difficulties, so no one's going to ask. Carlo's the number one defenseman this. on this team. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I took that back. We had technical difficulties. So, yeah, well, I wasn't recording that. <laughs> but uh, coincidence, wow. I, I wasn't recording at the time. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, year, the year before that, he brought in Taylor Hall, who we needed secondary scoring. He brought in a secondary score. Now, mind you, he also has the Rick Nash deal. Didn't work out. The Belusky. How did he do in the playoffs? Didn't, <laughs> didn't, I'm saying didn't work out. Uh, Belusky didn't work out. Backus didn't work out. And, and Those two I hold against him. Those two I hold hard against that's, him. Nash. That's fine. Nash not so much. Maybe he should have thought a little bit more about the concussion thing, but he thought he was going to sign him. They were. They were. From what I remember, and if I remember correctly, they were going to sign him in the off season, and then he got concussed and decided to hang him up. Right. No, I agree. Is, is his his fine fine by me for him make for Nash making that again? I think at the time I was just a little mad that like you knew this guy had a concussion history. Maybe your first round of the year wasn't the best idea, but that's hindsight. Right? Sorry, no, I, no, no. So I, I but so the thing is, he has made. I think he's made more positive trades than negative trades for the organization. His drafting has been awful. I know Justin's just waiting to bite his, uh, sink his teeth in the 2015. I see him smiling over there. Look at him. He's ready to go. Um, <laughs> his, his his drafting has been awful. But he also did, you know, you can say what you want about his drafting. He did draft the franchise defenseman in Charlie McAvoy. He did draft uh, Swayman. He did make some good draft picks along the way. So is he? Made some true. Can I ask you a question, though? Yes. Would you say just drafting and trades a part of his job, or what about his signings? Wouldn't you say that's another part of his job? Yes, and so how, is this, how would you rank his three his free agent signings, and then I'll ask about his you know in house signings. All right, so his his free agent signings, I put. So you say so so Taylor Hall is not a free agent signing because it's an in house signing, correct? Is correct. Signing? Okay, because he, that was a trade. That was okay. a good trade. Okay. So that's so, still so his so his free agent signing. So let me think. It's Felino, Boleski, uh, and. Uh, 
I want to draw Foligno, Boleski, Halla, Bacchus. So I, I like Halla. I think he's a very good number two, uh, two center. He's a good number three center on a championship team. He's he was a, he was a solid number two for us. Um, and then uh, who the hell? Is, oh, I, I like the signing uh, for uh, Forbort. I thought he did very good for us this year, especially in the playoffs. I thought he was. I, th- I thought he was very good in the playoffs. So I think that he did a very good job there. I think his signings are pretty much a walk. I would give him a C on his overall signs. I yes, the big names he really busted on those, um, but I think he's been okay. I, I, you know, what? I, I, I'd probably give him a C minus to a D plus on him, honestly. For his, I would say with a C minus. Okay, um, for his uh, trades and in season signings, I would give him probably a B plus to an A minus on that. I think that he's 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 nailed he's nailed it on that. I'm sorry, uh, and, and, and there's two trades I didn't even name. He he brought in Marcus Johansson and Charlie Coyle, and that playoff run were were dynamites. Like that line there on the third line that, that you couldn't solve that third line. It was phenomenal. Now he he ended up letting uh, uh, Marjo go because he was he got way too much money, and it, it proved he wanted him. a lot of money. And, yeah. he, he, and he's I think he's on his third team. Um, so I think he's done a pretty good job of retaining the right players. Now, mind you, the so. People are questioning the Jake DeBrusque signing, the two-year extension. And, sorry, sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah go I, ahead. Keep going, but you just contradicted yourself big time with that Charlie Coyle thing, but keep going. What, what do you mean? Because huh? <clears throat> before the show, you you were just uh, you, trashing on Charlie Coyle, and if he's in, if some, he's somewhere in your room right now, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Jimmy. You don't, you don't have to say anything bad about no, him. No, 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 I'm, I'm alone. It's not um, him, it's cousins. And, and, and also, also, you guys, uh, you just also mentioned, um, you know, Marcus Johansson wanted, uh, wanted too much money. What, what, what the hell did you just signed Coyle for? Right, no, no. No, so on. no, okay. Well, it was one or the other, I think, at the time, right. wasn't it? It was one or the other, and they chose the right guy, in my opinion. He was younger, and he plays center. And the thing, the thing with Charlie Coyle is he paid too much money? Is, 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 is he paid too much? Yes, as the number three center. They, I think they envisioned him more as the number two, the creature replacement. I don't think anybody knew when they signed him that Bergeron was going to retire in two years. I don't think anybody realized that. I mean, but how many years did he sign him for? It was five, it was a five five for five, I think, or five. There was the potential for him to be your number one. Right, exactly. And the way he played in that playoff run, he definitely looked like a number one center. He did. Right. So you bring him right. in, and you and he was a free agent at the end of the year, and you 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 sign him for what he's done for your team, not from what he's done for other teams. He didn't work in San Jose, he didn't work in Minnesota, but he worked here, and so you sign him for that, and it did. And, 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 oh, it, right, and overall, it did. It does not look like it's working out. He has hot and cold games, and that's kind of who he has been throughout his whole career. But when he was here, it looked like he came back home to where he's from. And I know, you know, they signed way too many of these guys that are in house, like from the area. But it looked like it worked when they signed him, and I was okay with the signing. It was a lot of money, but I knew you kind of had to overpay because eventually Krejci and Bergeron were going to leave, and they both have now. Well, we're assuming Bergeron's leaving. So well, I, you are. I, yes. I, I mean, I would love to see him go to Toronto, but that's not going to happen. No, when he sits in on the GM meeting over the weekend and gets on with Don Neely and Don Sweeney, and he says, I want to get the band back together, they'll get the band back together for him because they can't help but swallowing his knob. Right. Like, well, so the the, the, the yeah, I like Bergeron as a player. I just feel like he has too much control. So the sum to sum up my uh, my Sweeney thing here, not take up too much time on it. The reason why I'm okay with him, them keeping him around. I, again, I do not want him drafting. I do not want him drafting this year. I think he's gonna, but I don't want him drafting this year. The reason why I want him here is if we're gonna go into a complete rebuild, I want him being the one who trades Marshan. I want him to be the one that clears house and really gets something back for him. 
He's not going to get shit for him. Why wouldn't you? He's, he's a, I, I, I don't he, trust him to get the right thing for him. Like, I don't know. He's going to no, end no, up getting like his, his trade is something No, his, his trades are pretty decent. So yeah. his, 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 trade, yeah. his, his, his signing, not so great. His, um, his drafting is putrid. I wouldn't even say Petra because he got he got two legitimate players out of the draft. All right. Well, then that that also plays into my fear of him making trades because he's going to get draft picks, and he's going to fucking draft those picks, and we're going to get stuck with fucking. Oh well, let me check my notes. You and me on the fucking ice. <laughs> right. Can you can you do better? Should he go? Yes, I agree that he should go. But people are really starting to paint him like he was a complete failure in Boston. And I'm saying when you make the playoffs every single year and you go to a cup final and you win a President's Trophy with your roster, I'm sorry, you're not a complete fail. Was he good? Yeah, but just speaking as a fan, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, we're all fans I'm here. Team, you know, we're all fans of this team. Some some more than others. We've been talking about this shit since before he was hired about the defense being too small, the being getting too old and not fast enough, the fact that they can't make it over that hump of whatever. Like, you know, and, you t- I, and, he, and he, has, he hasn't tried to fix those problems? They can't quit Tuka Rask. Like it's a total broke back mountain. Fucking. But he has—he hasn't tried to fix those problems. Has he? Has he fixed them? He's tried to. Yeah, but has he? No, but yeah, should keep his job. Should fix those by now. No, but he's six years. I mean, you're telling me that bringing in a former MVP. Uh, in Taylor Hall is not helping your secondary scoring. It's not. It's not his fault. He doesn't perform in big games. He, he won the MVP like three, four years. Then why ago. are you paying him so much money if he doesn't perform in big games? Because he, because he, because he did perform. He scored 18 goals in the last 21 games last year for you, and he did. He, he scored some big goals in the playoffs for us last year. Now he disappeared in in, in the in the first round. In the first round, what yeah. happened in the second round? No, it was the first round. No, I I agree. I think that Taylor Hall has no balls. I I I'm probably one of the. I I, I do not like Taylor Hall one bit. I'm just saying that you sign a player for what he has done in your team, and I think that he looked pretty good through his Boston career when you signed him. Taylor Hall was the leading, uh, one of the leading point getters when they after they traded for him last year. He was almost a no show this year. I know that, but when you sign the player, you don't you you only you can only project a player at what you have. We're still getting these players who we get. So to me, that says. We're getting these players who know that Don Sweeney is a player's GM. That's my feeling. I feel that Don Sweeney is a player's GM and he wants to get the players what they want. It's not what's best for their team. Like they try to give you the lip service in these two fucking um, press conferences. Was it yesterday? I think they were where they're saying he's always trying to do the best for the team. He's always trying to. Yeah. No kidding. That that's his job. He's supposed to do the best for the team, but what's best for the team hasn't to me hasn't really happened lately because you're getting all these guys who come over thinking, Oh, I'll just go. I'll play really hard for the, you know, the two weeks that I'm going to be with the team. Cause I'm going to be concussed for the rest of the season and I'll friggin' I'll get paid for it. I So I think over the last couple of years when he's brought in at the deadline, uh, Coyle, Johansson, Hall, Lindholm. He drafted Swayman to be. I, I mean, I I think Swayman's more. I don't know who doesn't like Swayman. If it's Cassidy, if it's uh, uh, Neely, if it's uh, Sweeney. I I don't know which one of those guys does not like Swayman. If it's a combination of those guys, because he deserves to be the starting goal. He deserved to be the starting goal on day one. Bringing Olmark in, I think, was more of a pressure move to put some pressure behind the kid to perform, and I think it worked in the playoffs. He is he has done his best. <laughs> I can't wait, Justin. 
Um, Jimmy's giving you an enema? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, my, my thing is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me come back from that, Jimmy. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm sorry. I, I just think that he, is, he has done enough. Should he get fired? Yes. He has not performed to the best of his ability to get this team where it should be. But I think that he has done moves in the time that, I mean, getting Taylor Hall, I, I like the deal. For not giving out much for him, I like the deal. For, Would you give him a hand Bjork in a second or something? Exactly. Like it's, a, it's a steal of a deal for a player who's a former MVP. Just unfortunately, he hasn't performed. Absolutely, right? right exactly. Now, so he's he's, he's, he's getting he's getting about, he's getting the, about, uh, somebody who doesn't like Swayman. Um, I think it's I Cassidy. Mean, I think we all agreed that Swayman was the the right choice to start. And I mean, uh, Walmart, excuse me, was the right choice to start the playoffs the way they played down the stretch. Yes, I agree. Okay. I'm, I'm so, no, no, but, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about game one of the regular season. It should have been Swayman going forward. It should not have been. I, I, I don't understand the Allmark signing. I, I don't get for how much money. We definitely covered that this year. No, as I'm saying, I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who doesn't like Swayman because I mean, at one point, he, he, he was get like, he, he's a rookie. He's gonna have his ups and downs, but overall, he's looked like the number one goalie. So if next year you bring back the same crew and they don't start Swayman. As like your primary starting goalie, because there's really no starting goalie like Martin Brodeur is going to start 60 games. There's not a goalie like that anymore. It, it, it's it's you're, you're going to look at like a 50 50 30 split at best. Um, if they don't have a if they, if Swayman's not the the overall favorite starting goalie going into next year, I don't know what to do because you got to clear house because this kid is obviously unless you're going to use Swayman to go get a, a big name trade piece like a, a legit number one center, I'm okay looking at that. I am, because Swayman is good, but he's but he's not, you know, an all time great. Go- I'm sorry, he's not. He's not that. He's too small. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, he's young and he plays a little too high in the crease sometimes. Yes. But he reminds me a lot just, of Tim Thomas. You're awful quiet over there. You, you look like you got some uh, some irons in the fire. Hey, I'll, 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 I'll even do you a favor, Justin. <laughs> 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 Jimmy, I love to share you, man. I gotta be honest, I absolutely love to share you. This is great. Um, I mean, Jesus, you just gave me a whole bunch of stuff, dude, to rebuttal against. Um, where do I even begin? Um, okay, you're, you're so like, you know, you're taking your pants off about that 2019 Cup run. Well, here's the thing. Yes, some teams need luck to get like, 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 and that's part of their championship run. Yes, that's I fully, fully agree with that. Um, even with luck. They still lost in the Stanley Cup final. Second of all, most of those players, guess what? Weren't Sweeney, right? Pasenak, Krejci, Bergeron, Marchand, Chara, Rask, all pre-Don Sweeney. And guess what? Chirelli, they, like he got the Bruins to two Stanley Cups, one of which they won, yet guess what? He still got canned in, two, what was it, 2015 or so? So... I mean, how much does that really amount to, right? And you still hold on to this guy when he's gotten you to the cup once and lost, even with luck. Um, additionally, uh, first of all, trades, I think you're highly overrating the trades like like that that he's made, all right? Rick Nash historically sucks in the postseason, all right? Out of 89 playoff games, uh, he has like 48 points, just barely. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have a full-on breakaway for the Rangers in, in the Stanley Cup playoff and just completely missed the net? It's just something like that. He he was just so soft. And and not to mention, 
He's, he was 33 years old. Don Sweeney, like, you know, like, like sits around and like gets off on, on the computer to all these old ass veterans that he loves. Lindholm, yes, good deal. That's a deal that a cup championship team or potential contender makes. The Bruins are not. He can't assess where his team is at, the talent level that they're at, take into account their age or any of those other statistics that are, you know, and again, I'm not one of those people who says like, oh my God, stats, 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 but they provide us with a framework, right? Um, he's traded away out of the, and also he came in saying, oh, we're, we're, we're done sprinkling our talent around the league. You kind of done that, dude. You've kind of been doing that. Um, you sprinkled our talent around the league. Uh, Ryan Lindgren right now, who's in the playoffs, who's a great shutdown top pairing left uh, left shot defenseman. Up oh, went away in that Rick Nash deal, who was no help to you in the playoffs. Taylor Hall, yeah, you got him cheap because guess what? The dude is one of the biggest underachievers in his uh, in the entire National Hockey League outside of that one MVP season. And there's still something I don't really like about that guy. I really don't. I think he's a soft player. So wonderful. Free uh, as far as the Coyle and Johansson. That was a great third line, yeah, but that's your third line. You were still going into that uh, standing, uh, 2019 Stanley Cup run with Carson Coleman and David Backus as your second line right wing. Wow. And then you still have – and he's enthralled with these tiny-ass, puny little puck-moving defensemen who don't hold up in the playoffs at all. Um, and, again, he's traded away some key first-round draft choices – um, and now we don't have any choice um, picks until what round four this year. Um, you know, Bergeron and Krejci were getting to the end of their careers, and you draft Trent Frederick, Johnny Beecher, and Jack Studnicka, all of which are like like what? Two of them win the first round. Probably not going to make the NHL. If they do, they're what fourth line guys, third line guys. That's your plan. That's your plan. And free agency, don't even get me started. It's not even necessarily about the moves that he made as much as it's about the moves he didn't make. All right? Brendan Sad, who I cannot emphasize enough, who I wanted them to get. All right? Him and Blake Coleman. All right? And I'm pretty sure Brandon Saad has more points than Eric Haller and freaking Nick Foligno uh, combined. And he's, he's with the St. Louis. He's producing right now in the playoffs. So... No, there's very little I can actually say. The only thing I can actually give Don Sweeney credit for is signing players like Posnock and Marshans, who would probably get way more money elsewhere to team-friendly deals. But even that, I look at and say, so your best players took team-friendly deals, right? And so you still can go out there and sign like a big name or trade for a big guy who will probably cost a pretty penny until Lindholm. And listen, and again, going back to Lindholm, Eight years, we're gonna despise that contract in two or three years. One thousand percent. When he starts to dip, and he ages, rearing its ugly head. Not to mention he's a soft defenseman. Um, it, we're gonna hate that contract. Allmark, again, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, like, go into the season with Swayman, develop him, and for all these people, like, well, you know, he played. You know, he was getting better in his second half, later half of the season, or whatever. Like, maybe it was a good move. No, it was not. No, it was not. You had the opportunity to save money, get some other guys. I mean, and even if you did think that this team was a championship contending team, you still didn't do enough. And to Dave's point, 
Every single year, we're going into the season saying they're not big enough or tough enough on the back end, and they don't have enough up front. And I'm sorry, but he's he's he sucks. There's nothing you could really say that justifies anything um, that he's really done. And quite honestly, anything that you say that he does, has done well, um, quite frankly, can be followed up by all the negatives. So I mean, there's I, if you can look at him and say that he's a halfway decent uh, decent GM. I'm sorry, dude. Like again, you must be on LSD. Have fun hanging out with Jack Edwards and share. Share, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Justin. <laughs> Justin, one, one last one last point before. Uh... Before we move on, I guess, it, just just I just want to get, get clarification. When does when does a defenseman really get into his prime, in your opinion? Again, you know, we, we went over this. Two hundred games. No, no, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Age wise, because I remember you said that defensemen uh, get into prime a little later than scores. So wh- when did you say that McAvoy would get into his prime? Just just wondering again. I say yeah, yeah. I would say between twenty seven and twenty nine is like the prime okay. age of their career. Do you know how old Hampus Lindholm is right now? Yeah, he's 28, but that's what I'm saying. Right. That you're gonna hate his contract in three or four years when he's out of his prime. Because so, again, uh, so defensive prime is only four years. Right is what you're saying? Age. What do you get? Six. Yeah, yeah, six for eight. So he's gonna be no, it's eight for eight. I think. Nah. It's no, eight, eight, eight years. It's eight for eight. eight, eight, eight right? It's eight years, but it's six for eight. Yeah. 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 Not eight for eight. Yeah, it's six for eight. Oh. So but Charlie, Charlie got what? Ten, eight, ten for eight, or something like that. Macavoy, yeah. Did he? Yeah, ten. Yeah, he, 10. Got, he got he got paid. Yeah, he got, right? he got paid. He got paid as he should and deservedly so. Yes, I agree. And I was saying that Lindholm shouldn't got paid, but I mean, you saw him for what twenty four hours before that deal was done, and I know that was part of the deal, but like, I think now. So my biggest thing, I mean, I to go on another guy here, real quick, uh, is Cassidy. Going back to this real quick, um. The thing that I probably had the biggest uh, regrets with with the series, by the time I realized that I should have done this, it was you know too late in the series. You couldn't have done it. It's split up that top pairing of uh, Lindholm and McAvoy. It just doesn't make sense why they didn't split them up earlier. Uh, well, because Lindholm wasn't on the ice for well, starters. No, but, but I mean, but, what I mean, what I mean is, from day one, they should like that's the you put that pairing together in the final ten minutes to really shut down one line where that's really cooking that 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 uh, that game. But they should they should have been honestly doing that. They should have had him split up almost the whole. The whole yeah, series. but he did make he did make that adjustment and he made it a hell of a lot quicker than he made the uh, breaking up the first line. I agree. We've been Which talking, we've should been have been about done it. like three years ago. Right, and this is why I hold uh, Cassidy responsible for this as well. Yeah, I mean he's definitely holds a, a share of the blame, but not nearly as much as nearly made him. I'm, sound like I'm saying clear whole house. I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not saying keep Sweeney here. Okay, I'm just saying that he gets, a, he's getting, a, he's getting thrown through the mud here. That like he's done nothing right here. He's done, he, he has tried. It, it has not worked out for him, and he should lose his job because it has not worked out for him. But when it's not the coach's fault, you're the guy out there to he, take to take a line from Parcells. You're the guy out there buying the goddamn groceries, and you're telling the chef to make me friggin' filet no, mignon. So buying. Friggin' scrambled hammer. He's blaming. He's blaming. Got to save his own job. I don't. I don't blame him for that. But he's also responsible. I'm not saying he's not responsible for this. They're all responsible. But they're all. But the way that they're doing it in the media is bullshit. But right, it's welcome. Welcome. Welcome to. Uh, welcome to press conferences after the season where you underperform. I mean, it's really. It's really that. I mean, they're all just trying to save their own jobs and they're pointing fingers. But they all. They're all equally responsible, and they all should go. 
I'm just, Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying he's not nearly as bad. I mean, trust me. I mean, I, I made, I made me uh, myself, and I think Justin too, a fire Don Sweeney Bruins jersey. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I mean, literally, I, I, I'm, I've been saying fire, fire Sweeney. Still fucked up on the year on those. Yeah, I know. Don't even get, don't, don't even get Justin going on that again. I, um, I know. I'm sorry, but yeah. listen. If you're gonna make a fire Don Sweeney jersey, it should be 15. I know the number 15. I asked Justin. <laughs> I asked Justin what number one. He said seven, so I went with seven. I know that's, it that's was his me. favorite number, right? I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of that. That's on me. Um, I, I appreciate you, Jimmy, and I also didn't think that of that at the time. I right. would have said the same thing. <laughs> yes, I, I think we all would have thought of that. But my, my, and, and, and and Jimmy, just one last thing. Like like, so it, it, can you really give a GM credit for trying if he's like throwing like like stiffs up there on your top six? But they're not stiffs though. Yeah, they are stiffs. Who isn't a stiff? No, they you, they weren't stiffs, but they, now they are right, stiffs. That's what I'm saying. They're not. They're not. They, they weren't, weren't stiffs, stiffs five years ago, but they're stiffs now. No, no. But, but so I, again, we also oh, we like pulled out their prime players or just soft ass players. That's not what. No, you just kind of made me think of Don Sweeney as the little engine that couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I don't want to keep beating this dead horse here, but so, trading for uh, Peter will be all over us, guys. Seriously, I know, right? stop beating the animals. Yeah right. <laughs> I know. All, all I'm saying is that uh, Don Sweeney needs to go. And I I, I, agree. Should, um, I, I, I funny things we're arguing, but we both agree on the same point that he should go. I, I just think we all have different aspects of it. I, I I just I just think that he's getting a bad rep, and he has done things. Bringing in Taylor Hall, as much as he's soft and you know ballless, he's a former MVP, and he's not out of his prime. He's still in his prime. Yeah, but if, you're, if you're trying to if you're trying to um, sell that the Bruins are big and bad, and you keep bringing in soft players, we're, like you're trying not to, doing, your I'm job. trying to move away from that. I mean, that's what I, the league is going away from that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, but they still build them as the big bad Bruins right, half the time. I mean, I hope they don't because that's it's, it's and not. Then, it then they're showing you players like friggin' Crude well, Masha I mean, uh, and, and I don't know, like yeah. like I, I agree with Ben Two Gents that that like the league is moving away from it. But one thing I am happy to see, quite frankly, over the past few years, is that you still need that like element of toughness, of grit. And grinding ability, right? And I, and, like, and which I like really enjoy, because, um, yeah, and, and and you know, so and you still need players who can do that, right? You don't need them to be Tom Wilson esque, right? Who's like getting suspended or being just an absolute asshole. Or Martian. But do you, do you need guys who who like you know, who again, you know, okay, big bad Bruins. I, I don't really, I don't really care, like whatever. But it, you know, but players who are going to be physical are going to be hard to play against. Who are gonna, you know, just challenge the other team and, and push them to their limits? Yeah, you're gonna need those guys. And he just, and and he just can't. Again, he can't set talent. He screwed up farm system. We can go on and on about right. this, Jimmy. It, 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 I, I just don't think he's that good. And even the worst people can occasionally make a halfway decent decision. The wor- the worst thing, the worst thing for him though, it's kind of it's more bad luck. Talking about the luck. First of all, St. Louis was lucky to win the cup that year too. They were they were the worst team in hockey, and they got the hot they got hot like I've never seen before. But the worst luck that he has had is he's playing against the best team of all time uh, in the playoffs every year in Tampa Bay. That Tampa Bay team would destroy the Gretzky uh, Oilers in five games in the Cup final it, easily year after year. That t- the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning right now. Well, maybe not this year because this year they played a lot of games over the last. But this core with Stamkos and Kucherov and all these guys. 
oh, the, 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 they're the they're the best team in NHL history uh, by far. They they with with speed, physicality, goaltending, defense. This is the best team in NHL history right now that we're watching, and he's going up against them year after year after year. Yeah, the Islanders of the early eighties. Hundred percent. This I I, I this amount I will hundred percent take a stand on and not even be close to being talked off. This is the. I'm not arguing. I'm no, asking. This 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 is the best team in NHL history. Uh, I, I, honestly, Jimmy, I like, like, and, and I agree about Tampa Bay. I would just probably say, like, uh, and I hate saying it because, like, you know, we all know the scandal that went on with them. But, like, I mean, I don't know. That Blackhawks team earlier on in the uh, 2010s, um, they, they, they they were nasty. I mean, they were freaking loaded. But I think. Not even close well, to the Tampa Bay team, though. Not even, well, Tampa Bay has. Before the before the expansion draft, and they lost Yanni Gord and uh, you know, all those players, that team was one. Uh, Skaters, one through uh, uh, twelve on the fourth, and even the guys up on the on the seventh floor, one through seven on defense, and both goalies could win you could win a cup. Uh, honestly, it didn't matter who they had in that lineup; they were winning cups. Well, you know, and, and and the other thing too about Tampa Jimmy that I think makes them so special, right, is the fact that like they now if you want if any team wants to model, like like every t- NHL team should aspire to model their scouting and their draft choices because again their top line who again i think is quite frankly on par with if not better than the erection line right um none of them were first round draft i'd rather call them the erection line than the perfection line i agree yeah, with I, I agree because um, they really get up for big games <laughs> yeah jimmy what's cool um but well, no no actually, like, actually the the opposite is actually more true should give you should give you should give you some uh some Viagra for game seven maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe they all should have. But no, and that and that just speaks to you know just their, their scouting staff, but their assessment of talent and so on and so forth. And um, you know, it, again to their credit, like damn, like it, again, that's what every uh, team should be aspiring to do and, and look after. And it, it quite frankly, it seems like you know they're a team where okay. One player goes down, like Braden Point, who again, who you guys know, I freaking am obsessed with Braden Point. Yeah, if he followed uh, you home, you keep him on Oh, big time! And <laughs> um, but like it, you know, if he, uh, but like yeah, it, it, he goes down, like like, and that sucks. And that hurts him big time. But like you, now, you got Steven Stamkos out there. You got Anthony Sorelli, who I think is very underrated. By the way, I love Anthony Sorelli as well. Uh, but you, you have these guys who can step up because you're deep. You have that system. Um, and and the Bruins just don't. They can't assess talent. I mean, Don Sweeney doesn't know his ass from his elbow. No, he I'm doesn't. I, I I agree. He does. He's not a good drafter. But I think we beat this dead horse. I mean, I I think that they all should be fired. They should. They should. Quite honestly. And 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 honestly, if anyone's listened to their recent press conference, please do. Um, and you'll see just how much of a clown show they are because that's pathetic. Oh, it was pathetic. It was almost almost. As pathetic as Joe Judge's press conference earlier this week. <laughs> I heard some shit about that. I didn't actually hear it. It's so bad. Oh. It's so bad. Jimmy, I'm not willing to concede that this version of the Tampa Bay Lightning is the best hockey team of all time until they win four in a row like the early 80s Islanders. I mean, they're only halfway there. I mean, they're they're probably going to beat my Florida they, They're up there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But the, 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 the difference between. Uh, it, and they, it was shortened seasons with the last year, wasn't it? No, not last. So they didn't really play that many games. Yeah, but you mean 
every NHL playoff game, it feels like three actual NHL playoff games. The way they, you know, the way they got they got to go through stuff. No, I agree. But the thing is, the games play completely different now. Goaltenders actually have to make saves. Like they didn't make saves back then. Yeah, back then too. But so, I so I mean, I just look at you know everything about this team. Uh, it's I I don't I don't know of a team that had pretty much an MVP caliber player on their first and second line. They have a Selkie uh, candidate almost every year in Braden Point, a uh, Norris Trophy candidate on the back end, and a Vesna Trophy uh, uh, finalist every, almost every year in goal. I mean, he, they, they can sweep the awards and the cup. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been going back through history. I don't see a team besides, like, the you know the seven the sixties and seventies Canadians, but when they that's when they basically all of the the juniors were their minor league team. They could pick the best players because there was really no draft back then. That's that's like that's like the only time I can really look at it. like okay, well the Canadians back then when they freaking went in a tear because they basically picked whoever they wanted. This is actually in a league with a salary cap and they drafted and developed players. I, I I just I can't really you know. Well, everybody with Boston likes to draft and develop. Yeah, well, that's why when when Justin um said, oh yeah, no, they're, 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 he doesn't want to spread the talent around the league. Like, what talent? We haven't had talent in this organization since Claude Julien was here. <laughs> I know. It, well, listen, in the, in the few talent we have, we've traded away. So. Yeah, I agree. Except for Pasternak, we just let him fucking do whatever he wants, and he turns the puck over at the blue line three, four times a game. That's very true. Like I. I Great talent, but seriously, why the fuck are you letting him do what he does have every single game? I mean, my my heart stops anytime I see him at the uh, like um, at the point. I, I really yeah. do. I'm like, whoa, that's just a breakaway waiting to happen. And I'd, I'd like to actually congratulate. I, I think I've kind of commented about this earlier, but I'd like to congratulate Cam Neely for finally noticing what we've been saying for quite some time is that this team needs to actually get down there and try and score and they can't just be doing the same bullshit over and over again. Like when you can't get the puck over to Pasternak, I don't know, the first three times they're in your power play, maybe it's time to run another play and not try and run it three more times. till the two minutes is up. Right. And why are we keeping one line on there when almost, almost 60% of the time, it seemed like that the second line would come on with 30 seconds left. They actually generated something. So why not give them more of an opportunity if the first line is going to sit there and do the same crap over and over again? I know that's on Cassidy. I, so whoever, I think Jimmy said Cassidy. Am I wrong now? No, no, I did say Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're on the Cassidy out wagon. And listen, I'm on the Sweeney out wagon, which probably means Cassidy's out. I understand that. But, I think the, I uh, think the locker room has tuned out Cassidy. I think they I think they want him gone too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I don't have much qualms with Cassidy, but you know, I, I feel like in hockey in particular, like the message gets stale after a while. I mean, you could be a great coach, but like yeah. after a while, like it, the message gets stale. So I think it's time to move on with Cassidy because I agree. I think they're starting to tune him out. Um, so I think it's time to move on from him, anyways. But for them to say that like he's like the coaching staff essentially is a problem is like absolute chicken shit. I- I'm sorry, that's just absolute horse crap. And quite honestly, um, when Neely says like, "Oh, we gotta get guys," well, how about you get those players who are willing to do that, oh. right? How about you go out and get those players instead of the Nick Felinos and the David Backuses who you think will do that? And you know, yeah, sure they do, but they're oh. old ass people out there. Goddamn primes, and they Stop can't play. Stop getting me good locker room guys. Stop getting me good locker room guys, and get me ice guys. Guys who can put it out all there, put it all out there on the ice. 
not guys who can just talk up a room. Like, because right. that's, it, what, it, you know, he's a great, he's a great guy in the room. He's a great voice in the room. He's a, he's a good locker room guy. Okay. Well, why has he still got zeros on the stat sheet 32 games into the season? You know, yeah, I, and, 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 you know, guys like, um, like Milan Lucic, right? Who, who I, I don't think he was necessarily that talented, right? Right. I, I don't think so. But at least the dude not only played with like a heavy physical style, but he also got his ass oh, other than that, and he bullied guys in front of the net, and it, it, it and it showed. You know, and you need those guys. You need those guys who can work through the team's defense, bring out hits, and so on and so forth. And Marshan does it, sure, but Marshan's small, right? Jake DeBrasio as hell doesn't do that. Um, Taylor Hall's not going to do that. David Posnock's not going to do that. So you know, you're putting a lot of a lot of um, strain, uh, especially now in his career on Bergeron. And um, I even felt bad as much as I don't like Holler playing second line. I, I will say this. I kind of felt bad for the guy because <laughs> at some point, like I know if you guys know, it's like the, the poor guy, he was doing all the effort in the corners, right? He was working his ass off just to try to get the puck and like work it back to Fossacker Hall because you don't see those assholes going in there for it. And did you see? Did you see how awkward Jake DeBrusque was at trying to make a check in the postseason? He'd be like a half a stride behind, throwing his body into the boards, or he'd go to hit somebody, and the guy would duck under him, and he'd just look—I don't know—he looked like Gumby trying to hit somebody. Yeah, or, or he'd go and hit the guy when he didn't even have the puck. It's like, bro, you, the puck's already going back the other way. Can yeah, you, it's like it's back like enough of this straightaway speed because clearly the dude can only score when he's not being bothered by any defenseman. When he's by himself and he's going in for a breakaway or 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 a um, a shootout goal, oh, he's terrific! Oh, great! As soon as, yeah, as soon, as soon as you start like ha- like putting pressure on him and getting guys in front of him, he's quiet. He's silent. Um, Jimmy, earlier you said something about um. I forget how, how it was said, but you made me think of Marshawn and how I should say. I feel like Marshawn's in my uh, my Don Sweeney boat as far as the same kind of take is all these years he keeps saying, oh, he's got to change his game, he's got to do this, and yet we're still calling for some bullshit at the end of, at the end of every year. Um, you know, the suspensions we talked about, I don't agree with them, but he's still getting them. You know, he's got something, he got a a total reputation double minor earlier in the playoffs. I think it was a double minor during the playoffs. He's another guy who's got to clean up his act, and if not, just get him out of here. I, 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 like, I love his game. I like how he plays. Um, but if we're going to go through the same shit, and, you know, of course, I think we, we talked on, in previous shows about how since his suspension has played kind of declined, and now, of course, after the playoffs – I hear today that they got to look at his hip and possible surgery. Of course, it's always, it's always something. There's always an injury excuse. Taylor Hall last year, Bergeron every fucking year after the playoffs. Um, but what do you guys think if if whether or not Bergeron stays? How do you guys feel about Marshawn's future with the Bruins? I think that Marshawn is uh, he's not able to clean up his game because I think he has to play on the edge like that in order to be the player he is. And he's made a lot of money doing it and he's had a lot of success doing it, but you're going to continue to see this guy get stupid penalties and almost quote unquote 
uh, black out at times and takes you know dumb penalties that lead to suspensions. He's gonna miss games. I, I, I'm honestly, he's one of my favorite players on the team, but it's time for him to go. He's he's just not able to clean it up. And as for Bergeron, I think he's gone anyways. I think he's. I mean, listen to his press conference. I don't see a way he comes back. I think he knew at the beginning of the year that he was done. The way that Marshan and him were almost in tears at the press conference at the end of the year, and even listen to Bergeron in the locker room, which like he like lowered. He got his like voice lowered. He doesn't even sound like himself now. Um, it, it sounds like he knows that he's done and he's ready to talk to the team that he's not coming back. So if that's the case, that's a huge hole there. You're not gonna have a first line center because. Honestly, a first-line center next year is Eric Halla. And as much as I like him on this team, he's not a first-line center. So it's time to really start to blow this thing up and move forward and build from your two-core defenseman and your core goalie. And if you want to get a first-line center in here, I still believe that you got to trade um, Marshan to start to rebuild this thing. But if you want to start building with two defensemen and uh, get a legit center and you want to trade Swayman in order to get that center... I'm okay doing that, especially if like Colorado somehow does not is not able to um, get out of the second round, like you know they do every single year. They just, they somehow choke, and McKinnon wants out of Colorado, and you gotta trade something. And Swayman has to be in that deal. I'm all about listening to that. I couldn't agree more with you, Jimmy. Uh, I, I'm all about because like honestly, I they need to accrue assets, and, and you guys know me. I I had them, I I I wanted them to start rebuilding this team three, four years ago. I really did. I wanted them to start rebuilding, you know, trade Marchand, get some assets. And believe me, I, I do. I think he's one of the premier wingers in the NHL. But the two things that do frustrate me is, Dave, you alluded to it. Um, Jimmy, you also did as well. Is the first thing is, is like, he still, he doesn't know how to walk that line of being a gritty player, but being smart about it, right? You, The two aren't mutually exclusive, right? Like, you don't have to, like, you know, in other words, you can't – you can play with grit, but you don't – that doesn't mean you need to be suspended or take stupid, like, things like that. And he has let this team down on, on a few occasions because of stupid plays and getting suspended, which has pissed me off. And the other thing, too, is is he can be such a big player. I mean, game six in this past playoff series, I mean, come on. He comes in. He snipes that goal. He gets you going. I think he was one of the big reasons you play, uh, you won that game. But then game seven – where where is he? You know, uh, St. Louis that horrendous move of like get changing when he should have stayed on the ice. You know, so he has moments where he shows up big for his team, but he has plenty where he's let them down big time. I and so at this point, I mean, he's definitely seems to be outweighing the good lately. Though, right. right? I, I, I believe yeah. game. I believe game five that uh, he it was either game five or game three. It might be game three. Um, the Bruins going on the power play and the. The Russian goalie that was like the Thurston goalie for the uh, Hurricanes, you know, kind of just like tapped him with a stick, and he turned around and slapped the goalie with the stick again this year, and uh, he got he they got matching minors. That's the penalty you're talking about, Dave. I think uh, it wasn't double yeah, minor. I was talking about a different one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but and I, I, at that point, I was I'm like, what is he doing? Five thousand dollars for that, where the goaltender was out in the friggin' dot and got nothing. Like that—that's not instigating. Trying, trying to like you're the goal. What the hell is the goalie doing at the faceoff dot? It doesn't. It's not. It's a Martian. You always get no, called that, for retaliation. That does matter. He's out of his. He's out you of his always, league. You always swipe at Marshawn first. Right. I don't, but the retaliation always gets called. Retaliation right. always gets called. Why is the goaltender at the dot? 
I don't. Why is he over there? There's no reason for him to be over there. He's trying to draw a penalty. He's trying to draw a penalty, even it out, and he goes to the one guy who's gonna lose his cool, which everybody knows. If you go up Brad Marchand, he's gonna react, and that's what he no, did. But my my thing there is NHL player safety is you're finding him, but not the other guy. And this that was I'm. I don't think the refs lost the the series for them, but there no, was an awful all. lot of heavy calls towards Carolina, especially in Carolina. I think, and they, I know that the Bruins had one game where they. Had nine power plays themselves. I think. I think game five. I think game five is the one that I look at where they just had penalty after penalty after penalty, and it was yeah. just it was just crazy. I'm looking. I'm like, are, are the Bruins gonna ever? Are, they, are the refs ever gonna even out these penalties? Because you can say no. watch watching uh, the NFL and the NBA, you can see when the refs really have it fixed. They don't really have that in the NHL. If you get a power play, the most like if if, if the power plays are two nothing for one team. The team that has not had the power play yet is normally going to get the next power play. And it didn't feel like it happened in Carolina this year. It didn't, it didn't happen at all. And it was just ridiculous because how many times during that series did you see a Bruins play get hurt on a questionable call and the Bruins step in to protect their player like every other hockey game? It's just a scrum after the whistle and only the Bruins guy gets called for something. You either call, you either call them both or you don't call either one of them. So I I don't so I, I actually know I think I know what player you're talking about too I think it was uh was it, it was one of the defensemen he sucker he uppercut in the scrum I, I don't I don't remember any penalty that was called where I'm like that's not a penalty for the most part um that I watched uh in any of the games now mind you there were penalties that weren't called like I think it was I think it might have been D'Angelo who left his feet and basically destroyed Postuck in the corner. That one should have been called. I think that one could have been uh, two minutes reporting. Well, the ref was looking right at it. Right, so. that that one was a missed call. But other than that, I really don't see a single penalty that was not called or called. I I I think the refs did a pretty good job in this series, letting them play and calling the ball, calling the penalties they had to call. I, I don't know. I I I I, 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 also, I think there's a few. And quite honestly, though, I I won't say it was just Carolina. Yeah, I think the Bruins also. Get away with a few. Uh, how many? How many? How many? Too many, how, many how many? Too many men. In the, how many? Too many men on the ice could have been called against the Bruins in that series. Five or six. Quite a few. I mean, like, they, I mean they, they, at least a couple. That I the Bruins, my my point is, how many of the Bruins penalties out of those scrums in years past and even games this season, where that's either not a penalty or they both go. Well, and instead, instead in the playoffs, the biggest part of the year, where everybody on both teams on the ice, all ten players on the ice. Yeah, all ten skaters on the ice are punching at each other, whatever, and it's only the Bruins guys that got pulled. Again, I I'd have to go back and look at the tape. I don't remember seeing any of those scrums where I'm like, that's not a penalty. You should call both guys. The the one I can think of, it was one of the Bruins defensemen. It might have been uh, Forbort or um, Carlo, and they, they kind of pulled him to the side. And as a as a as the lineman stepping in there, he uppercut him right in the face. It might have been he hit Aho or Sveshnikov. And I'm like, yeah, you, that, that was too far. They're pushing, they're jawing at each other, and then you got uppercut to the face with the glove on, but uppercut, that's gonna get called because that's that's too far. I again, I, I have to look back at all the stuff, but I, there was there was not one that I saw that was like that's not a penalty, in my opinion. I I think I think quite honestly across the NHL, but I think you're seeing this quite frankly just across sports, and I think it's just a combination of replays. I'm trying to, uh, you know, them trying to. I like ref a perfect game and so on and so forth. I mean, just in the first round alone, there was so out of all the series, there was so many different, uh, you know, I, I there was um, in game seven, I think it was Tampa Bay and Toronto. There was also a very 
controversial call. Can't remember exactly what it was because I didn't really pay much attention to that series. So forgive me for that one. But, you know, just refs in general, they're, they're, they're struggling. They're, they're not, you know, they're, they're really not refing well. There's been a lot of no calls and so on and so forth. And believe me, I'm not one to blame the refs because I think at the end of the day, if you, the better team will win and that's what happens. I agree but, with that. Um, at, at, at the same time, like, you know, refing, refereeing nowadays is getting atrocious across all sports. NFL, you pretty much can't play defense anymore. You just basically have to stand and just chase after the guy. Um, you know what I mean? In hockey now, you can't stick up and stand up for your teammates. Um, can't get in fights anymore. Um, you know what I mean? In hell, you get Coles call, uh, called back just because the guy was offsized by like two inches. You know what I mean? So it, it's just refereeing in general. We and the three of us could probably talk all night about how bad it's getting across sports. And I think that's this is just a result of it. And it sucks. It really does suck to watch. No, I, I, I agree. It's I think I think the NHL is like the New England Patriots of seeing into the future and where you have older refs retiring and you don't have anybody good coming up. So that's what happened with the Bruins, uh, the, the Bruins, the Patriots quarterback situation. Uh, you had nobody in the pipeline other than Jimmy's old buddy, Jared Stidham. Um, <laughs> we, 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 we had him first in the podcast. We had him, we had him interviewed. He was a weird guy. I was say, speaking of which they did a great uh, bullshit fake interview for the final, which they nailed. So, <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for the Boston Bee Party. Hey, I'm uh, David Rodriguez. One, one last thing. Oh, uh, oh, it, it, yeah, yeah, no. screwed up. I'm going to nail it this time, Jimmy. That, sorry, man. I know. I know. Uh, one last <laughs> thing. Um, if uh, if you want to listen to my uh, my Charlie McAvoy COVID rant, it's going to be here after the podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, and, so, yeah, before so, we go, Justin, you had mentioned you wanted to uh, – Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. No, thank you, Dave. You know, just a huge shout out, uh, and I do apologize to you guys as well because um, I, I I do I do love um, writing about the Bruins. I have my own uh, Bruins blog. Um, you can find uh, find me on uh, www.medium.com/jventola7. Um, but I, you know, I've been so busy, so I haven't had time to write. But my next uh, next article is going to be on uh, why Don Sweeney should be fired. So um, I have a whole lots of things that you can totally pick apart and love and read and that's for you jimmy um so please feel free i to agree with you yeah, just, just, just uh just get, give a read and then uh and enjoy guys but thank you dave so much for that uh for that minute of course all right that's gonna do it for the boston bean party david rodriguez jimmy shea justin mentola guys thanks for joining me tonight jimmy i love your 1985 uh mike dick me you wearing tonight thank you very much <laughs> have a good night everybody <laughs> Peace out, guys. Deuces. Yo, I love that. <laughs> the best. Well, welcome to the Boston Bee Party. I'm Jimmy Shea, riding solo here today, I guess. <laughs> it's the anti-McAvoy podcast, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Captain COVID fucking podcast. It's the Patrice Bergeron farewell tour. I am here. 
just chit-chatting away all by myself. And there's nothing Justin can do about it. <laughs> I'm standing solo up here on this anti-Charlie McAvoy mountain. And I'm here repping it. Repping it. Can't touch me up here. Can't do it. Never going to do it. I'm here solo. Charlie McAvoy is not a professional at all. Not a pro. He's got the skill. Yes. Plenty of skill. I can I can I can say that he has skill. I can acknowledge that he is our best defensive player. I've come around on that. But time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. Oh, you can hear me, Dave? Good, you can hear me. <laughs> Never gonna stop. I'm standing here on this mountain. You can't take me down, Dave. It's a show takeover, solo edition. <laughs> I didn't know you were still in the lobby. I didn't know you could hear this still. <laughs> but while I'm unedited, I guess you could say, uh, it's time to sell the whole team. You got to keep McAvoy. He's our best defensive player. Yes, I'm unfiltered here. No one's going to interrupt me because for some reason I get a rep of not saying this player is a good player. He's a great player. He's a, he's a, he's a top 20 defenseman in the league. I will give him that. But then when it comes to him getting COVID, it's, he's not professional. At all. When you make millions and millions and millions of dollars, stay your ass home. Use Grubhub. Use DoorDash. Uber Eats. They have all the commercials for Uber Eats now. There's no excuse. You can't be like you didn't know about that shit. And in a must-win game, he was not there. That's huge. And I'm not going to be able to forgive him for that one. I don't care they won the game, Dave. I don't care that they won the fucking game. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that he is not professional enough to sit his ass at home, go to practice, which and there's no practice anymore, so he's not he's not losing practice time. He sits his ass at home, go to the game, hire a driver, drive yourself. You don't leave your house. You can't tell me that he got COVID by sitting in his house. I don't care they won the game. I don't care. That's what I've been hearing from a bunch of Bruins fans on Twitter and stuff like that. They won the game. I don't care they won the game. They lost the series. Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Yo.